Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cow Corner podcast with me, the dolly dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League son, Andy Harrison, Jamie Martindale, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Shropshire Cricket. Okay, so welcome back to Cow Corner and another episode of My Best Eleven. Tonight we have one of Shropshire's, I don't know how else to put it, but one of the one of the names, the faces of the social scene in Shropshire. If you know him, you definitely won't forget him. Pubs love him, players want to be him. A man who has played for Cathedral, Acton Reynolds, Roxeter, Alberbury, Grasshoppers and Wincote Ramblers. Tonight's guest is one, the one and only Joss Elliott. Welcome, Joss. Thank you, Harry. That's um, quite an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> we say people want to be me. I'm sure there's a lot of... Um, very decent batsman out there wouldn't want my stats. <laughs> so, quite interesting compared to a lot of people. We can't, you know, your your cricketing career predates play cricket stats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not alone, I'm not alone there, to be fair. So, where did it all begin? Um. Well. Having having um, interviewed Jamie just uh, a lot later than Jamie, to be honest, because he sounded like he started under eights at Shelton. But um, at school, I was at school at Priory and um, aged, I think, 14 or 15, got invited to play for Cathedral because my French teacher's husband was the captain of Cathedral. And unfortunately, he died last year very sadly, Jerry Thomas. Great captain as well, but he got me. He got me involved in uh, in the league scene, 
replaced with cathedral mm. in the mid to late 80s um, in about Division 3, I think they were. Um, just fell in love with the game, basically. For about three, four years, I played for them. Then I moved away to uh, the Welsh, Welsh coast, moved to Abu Dhabi, played for Klingwirl while I was out there. Mm. Didn't mention that, James, you wouldn't be able to pronounce it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I had um, four or five seasons out with um, playing for a Klingwirl. Um, interesting, Jamie, do you know um, Jeremy Davis that played for Beacon a couple of times? Um, yeah, was he a spinner? I'm not sure, but he's, I played with him for Klingwirl. His dad was captain, actually. So okay, I'm team. not sure. Okay, I'm not sure. I think I think we did have a Jeremy Davis. I don't. Did he? You definitely did. I'm not making. Are we talking three or four years ago? Did he play? I think he might have played in our twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I played with him. His dad was captain, so I played played with them for a couple of times. Um, Didn't feature as much as I'd like. I used to bat about number nine and didn't bowl. So pretty miserable time, to be honest. Then moved back to Shropshire in the uh, early 2000s. Got involved with Acton Reynolds. Um, had a good few years with them. Then moved on to, um, to Rockster and then to Albury. And that's pretty much it in terms of my league cricket. I've uh, had a few um, friendly teams as well. Play for Grasshoppers now, Captain Grasshoppers on a Sunday, which is good fun. Just going back to the Saturdays, Josh, who, who was the best club that you played for or where did you enjoy most? I thought, it was a good question. I think I would have to say Acton Reynolds, but only because I, I'd missed that, um, that competitive element for so long and to come back in the early 2000s, having not really played competitive cricket for yeah. 15 years or so, it was a real buzz. And, and mm. it was a good bunch of people to play with. Um, it was, yeah, we had a good setup there. It was good. Who was there at the time? Sorry. Who, who was there at the time? Oh, I could always, I could always reel the eleven off. So we had Ian Ramsey was captain, great captain. Super yeah. Ian Ramsey. Um, we had Ian Milton and Adam Bomber. Bomber Harris. Adam Harris, yeah. Open John John Ashton at three. And you have. A.D. Hudson, Ian Taylor, Neil Pearson, Scott Gibson, Guy Johnson. Um, oh, Guy Johnson had a spell at Shelton. Fantastic bowler. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's ageless, ageless. So, like, all, all these decent bowlers, they get slower as they age, but they still know exactly what to do with the ball. Look at Sean, Sean Davis uh, knocking, Steve Griffiths, all these... People, they're not as fast as they used to be, but they still know exactly what to do with the ball. Who's got better as they got older? Or have stayed as... So, yeah, definitely, definitely put Guy Johnson in that, in that bracket. Um, it's generally bowlers. You, you don't find many batsmen you, you find mature with age. Batsmen just either keep having it or don't have it. Um, but, yeah, Guy, Steve Griffiths, Sean Davis at knocking. Um, did you play with Sean at Shelton? Yeah, I did. 
Fantastic player. Fantastic player. Ian Ramsey's another one. Um, Ian, you know, even Axel Reynolds, Axel Reynolds, nearly 20 years ago, was, with great respect to him, probably past his best, but still putting it on the spot. And even now, he's still turning out for Rockstar every week and doing the same thing now. And uh, hasn't he just retired, Joss? Um, I hope not. I've heard a rumour that he has. I hope not. That brings us on to our next question. Is, is he the best captain you've played under? Yes, he is. Without a shadow of a doubt. He, he could read the game so well. Um, and he, he knew he had to deal with some difficult characters in that team. You probably work out who they are. But um, yeah, he, he could do he he game as well. He could read the game, he could set up field. He had everything. He was, he was a fantastic captain. Yeah. Mm. So now we move on to the moment that anyone who's known you is looking forward. To. We now go on to Joss Elliott's best 11. <laughs> Okay, Joss, so we're going to start off with the openers. And who's starting off your innings? Who are your one and two? So one and two for me are Ian Middleton, who um, I don't think he plays anymore, but he, he was a phenomenal talent. He opened Fracton Reynolds in the um, early 2000s. He moved on to Old Scott, I think, or Much Wenlock. Or flirted between the two, but what a talent he was! He 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 would score runs eight times out of ten. He he'd get forty or fifty. Brilliant, brilliant batsman. And yeah, if he's going ahead of you, you know you're getting off to a decent start most of the time. Uh, his temper wasn't the best. He was quite renowned for bat flinging. When he got out, you'd quite often hear him hear his bat hit the change room wall before he did. Um, but phenomenal talent. So him at one. Number two, I believe I share with uh, with Jamie's top eleven. Nick Bevan, played with Nick at Rockster. Um, mm. I, I didn't play with him that much because I generally played second. He was first. I played a few games with him, and uh, I relate to the game that Jamie mentioned when they played Newtown in the uh, the twenty twenty cup. He just took that game away from Newtown. He destroyed a good bowling attack. And he, he is, he's, a, on, on his day, he's, he's as good as anyone, anyone I've seen, anyone I've played with. Um, unfortunately, as Jamie also alluded to, it happens less and less now, unfortunately, uh, mainly because of availability. But um, when he does turn up, he, he's, he's my opener every day of the week. He has said to me, when his kids are a little bit older, so in a season or two, he might be able to get back to it a bit more regularly. So, you know, it could be a new signing for Beacon in, in two years or so, in theory. Um, anyway, moving on, who's your three and four? Three and four for me. Uh, number three has been Albury's number three for about 30 years now. Mark Jones. The, um, I have to put him in there because he, he just scores runs. He's the most reliable batsman I know. I play against him indoor, and he just, I can't get him out. No one can get him out. He scores runs, and he's, you know, if you look at Albury's all-time run scores, he's topped by about 10,000 runs or something. 
Yeah. It's crazy. He's just, he's so consistent, he's so reliable, and he's been around forever. So he, he's nailed on my number three. And you've number four, um, who used to prefer to bat at number three when I played with him, is uh, might be a bit controversial this, John Ashton. Because oh, you can't get him out. Wow. He's a very, very good batsman. Friend of the podcast. I like think so. He's been a guest in the podcast, certainly. Um, but John, I hate playing against him because he's such a good batsman. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Well, it's not the only reason. He's he's quite a, he's quite a character, but I tell you what, behind that character lies a bloody good cricketer. He's very very difficult to get out, and and if you um. If you wind him up, you won't get him out. Mm. I learned that as a captain against him. The, the way to try to get him out is say nothing. Just don't, don't wind him up. Mm. And let, make, him, make him make a mistake. But mm. if you wind up and get him, get him fired, he won't get out. He'll just mm. He's not the quickest run scorer in the world, but quite often that's what you need is someone to just stay there and have some other end doing the business. And he'll, mm. he'll do that. So he, he, he's my number four. So... Now we move on to what Jamie called the engine room, the uh, the big hitters, the run scorers. Five and six. Who are you going for there, J- Joss? Remember, you okay, can't so pick yourself. Possibly not my... <laughs> I would never <laughs> pick myself. I don't see why you can't pick yourself, though, in these teams. Because I could have had well, myself. I don't know why I can't, because I'm shit. You don't pick yourself, boys. No, I don't. You're right, because I'm shit. Anyway, my number five is Joseph Samuel Yap. Because, because Interesting having him at five. Yeah, yeah, because I had to have Mark Jones at three and I had to have John Ashton at four. True. Um, so Joe at five. Um, that's, that's some top five, I must say, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Having listened to Jamie's, I think um, we might get a losing draw against Jamie's at 11, but... Um, <laughs> There you go. My, my, my team does bat deep, but half of them are out the country. <laughs> my, I was going to say, mine's got, mine's got less of an overseas play. But, <laughs> but yeah, Joe, Joey Apple, I played with him at uh, Grasshoppers on Sunday. And he's, he's, a, he's just a, he's a great around, to be honest, and a phenomenally talented cricketer. Definitely. He can bat, he can bowl, he can keep wicket, he can field, he, he's fit. He's just, he's just a good guy to have around. He's a good, good lad as well. So Joey's my number five. I have to say with Joey Appies. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's a toss up between him and Mark James as to who's the best cricketer I've played with. I think both of them are of a, of a similar level. I think they're both fantastic. But players who could do anything, you know, when I say that, they could they could they could be they could open the bowl and they could be the wicket keeper and they could be the batsman and they'd be the best at it in their team. Whatever exactly thing they decided. Jo- Last year, Joey App kept wicket for Grasshoppers Indoor. They made it to Lord to the semi-finals of the national championship. This year they had to strengthen, so they got another wicket keeper him so he could bowl. And that's mm. so that's how good he is. He's he's not the keeper of my team, by the way. I should have mentioned that E Middleton is my wicket keeper. Oh. My opening batsman. Good keeper. Yeah. And my number six is um Ian Taylor, who probably mostly don't know Ian Taylor. His his talent against uh, enthusiasm ratio was incredible. He had the most talent and the least enthusiasm I've ever known. Every week, he would turn up and try and talk himself to bat number 11. But he, he, he was a phenomenal... And he backed me up on this. He was a great talent, wasn't he? I, I've never known a bloke with such little interest just roll, rock up on a cricket pitch and make it look so easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he just... It's a shame. Basically, his, I think his lack of interest made him give up the game. And he shouldn't. He can still be playing now. He, mm. he's he's the old knees must be mid fifties, but he keeps himself fit. He can still be playing now, but he's just not interested really. Real shame. But what a talent he was. He could um, the block. He could hit the ball. He do what he want. Mm. Listen to the captain. Brilliant. Couldn't agree more there, Josh. By the way. So, Josh, who's your number seven? And this, this player is obviously not wicket-keeping for you, so what is he? Is he a batsman or a bowler or both? He's both. He's an all-rounder. Um, I've gone for and someone I haven't played that many games with, but I did play occasionally with him in Roxas first, Charlie Haylett. Good, good lad. Friend of the podcast as well, Charlie. Charlie is a, can hit the ball further than anyone I know. He... Um, I mean, there's a bit of a theme in my seven, eight, and nine, I think. They're all big hitters of the ball. But Charlie Haylett, uh, I played against him indoor, and he played for Condaver, I think, called Calypso's indoor. And yeah, you can't get out of the way quick enough. He hits the ball massively. It's, it's quite scary. Um, I compare him with Craig Heath. Craig Heath, who incidentally would have been in my team, but I don't feel I played with him enough to justify playing him. Um, but yeah, Charlie Hayler, big hitter of the ball. Now, we've gone you one to seven. Now we go on to the bowlers. Who's opening your bowling? Who are your openers? Who's your, well, we'll say 10 and 11. Who's opening your bowling? 10 and 11. So number 10 is uh, someone from my Wincote Ramblers days. Which uh, Andy probably does know, but no one else will. Is Neil Clarkson? Yeah, good player. Is a spinner. 
He has, I believe, played for Lancashire seconds. That's the extent yeah. of my name. He did, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, I scored 96 against him. I've just sort of dropped that in. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> he can also bat. I think he's, I've seen him score a ton. But he can turn the ball hugely both ways. Mm. Great, great spinner. Um, I've never played him completely. I've only played Sunday friendlies. So we have to sort of limit what he can do because obviously you don't want him destroying friendly games. So he's, he has to be controlled really. But I've seen what he can do and he's, he's a bloody good cricketer. So he's, he's my number, number 10. My number 11 is Neil Savage. Great shout. Fantastic person in cricketer. Because um, I'm going by these people on the heyday, by the way. Yeah. No, Sav on no the heyday. But um, again, he's one of those Guy Johnsons, um, Steve, Steve Griffiths, people that still know what to, what to do with the ball, get a bit slower every, every, every year. Um, but Neil, to me, has been a, a great cricketer through the decades. Oh, he can still do it now. He can still do it now. I can still, hold still playing Div, Div 1 and... He, he can bat as well as anyone as well. He's just a fantastic all-round athlete. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and still turns up, uh, unfortunately, as happens to all of us oldies, he's more prone to injury these days, so he's not playing 20 games a year like he used to. But um, whenever he's fit, he does, and he does the business. Mm. Becoming a mentor to the younger players at Albury as well, which is quite good. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And what to be honest, fair play to Neil. Even, even everything that he's been through and how long he's been with the club, he's still heavily involved in the running of the club and getting involved in fundraising and all sorts, which is you know is is great to see. Uh, so, Josh, finally, then, who is your eight and nine? Your change bowlers are they then? Well, possibly. I don't know if I open with the spinner, but my number nine is Sam Morris uh, of Albury. Um, mainly because I'm excited about his potential because he's still a young lad he's, he's sharp and um, he's on a learning curve he's going places I hope mm. so I've got Sammy Morris in the middle. And, and last season he had um, he had a phenomenal season with a bat and the ball he scored a ton mm. he got a, fifer, a couple of fifers I think but what a talent that guy is Sam's a fantastic player and someone who hit one of the possibly one of the biggest sixes I've ever seen. And on his day, is yeah, fair play. He's one of the best all rounders in Division One. It's going to be some grasshoppers players who are going to be very unhappy with this tick with this selection, Joss. I know it's some controversial, right? So here we go. One place to go. All these, all these players that you played with in your time in Shropshire cricket, and you've got one place left. Who is it going to? Let's go to Andy Harrison. What a joke. Look at his smile on that. Look at his smile there. <laughs> yeah. Smile. Andy, do you want to ask him the question? <laughs> because I'm, not, I'm generally not going to elaborate on that at all. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Explain, Joss. Uh, pick Andy Harrison because you have to have one <laughs> in the team. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely making the cut. That is not getting cut out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
John Ashton in it. <laughs> hey, you lads, you lads have never seen Ian Middleton storm off a pitch either, mate. That's that's really heroic. <laughs> oh, Joss Elliott's team of misfits. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised oh, I'm you didn't back get in my, I'm back in my team. Honest, to mate, he's your best captain, but um, you've you picked this eleven. But there must have been some players who were very close to making the eleven. Who are the people who have missed out? Um, oh, I don't know. I mentioned I mentioned Guy Johnson earlier. I've got massive respect for Guy Johnson. I played with him in the early 2000s at Acton Reynolds. I still play with him indoor now. Again with Acton Reynolds, and he's. Mm. He's as consistent as ever. So he, he's, he's, he was unlucky to miss out. Um, I probably have to mention Paul Massey as well, at Rockstar. He was, my, he, was my, he was my physics teacher. Science teacher. Yeah. Science teacher as well. he, was, he was my form tutor, actually, Paul Massey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I just say, Joss? Yeah. There's a, there's a player me and you have both not said in our teams, right? Who is an absolute worldie? Brady Hudson. No, I'm talking about Dave Marvel. Remember Dave? Oh yeah, yeah. What a player he was! What a talent that guy was. Uh, he's still around now. He plays for Whitchurch now, I believe. Yeah. Played for him actually. He's now at Whitchurch, and I played against him for our seconds um, last summer. He scored ninety odd in. Overs or something, something ridiculous. His lads coming through now as well. But Dave Marvel, phenomenal, phenomenal opening batsman. Very close to putting him in my team as well, Josh, to be fair. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, Josh, moving on, who is your one to watch for either this season or the future? Well, one for the future for me, having played a couple of games in our thirds, I've seen now uh, we've got this young bowler, Lewis Todd. Who he's going to go places. I tell you what, he, he opens a bowling for us. He got a fifer. I was there, playing when he got his first ever fifer. It was fantastic. Lucian was great. I was umpiring and great. Yeah, you get you get these young get kids. You get these young kids. You bring them on to bowl just to give them a go, and they'll occasionally bowl a good ball, but generally it's a bit wayward. He's on the money every single ball. Mm. And he's, he's, what is he, James E13, 12, 13? Something like that. And he swing, swings it both ways. He's got all the variations and everything. And he's not like, he, he's, he's the best The thing about it as well. He's a, he's a state school lad as well. He's not like one of these lads who's yeah. at Pressfeld and Shrewsbury School. No offence. Like, it's not, I'm not saying that. Like, it's still, still is good if you go to those schools. But I mean, he's not getting the practice at these schools from the coaches every day. He's, he's doing it himself. And, yeah, really. Well, what I like, he's got the aggression as well. He gets mm. aggressive. Mm. He's good. Um, he's got all the qualities you'd want in a fast bowler, he, isn't he? He's almost in the And I actually really got his fifer. His mum plays as well. His mum came to congratulate him. He was like, go away, mum. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Um, well, I think in a few years, watch out. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be a real player. Um, so, final question, Joss, is um, what's, what's been your greatest achievement as a, as a cricketer in any shape or form? I think as a team, 
last season winning the indoor double at Ponsbury with Axel Reynolds, won the Cup and the League, which was quite emotional for me. Um, and the manner in which we did it, you know, we had mm. to we had to beat grasshoppers in um, in a in a super over, mm. um, which which will hurt grasshoppers, I know, immensely, but it, it was it was great for us. And uh, and to win the league as well was was great. And Aidy Hudson, who skippers us so well in that in that competition, was so pleased for him. Um, so team level, that was certainly my my best moment. Personal mm. level, probably getting seven for seven at the age of ten, the Kings and Grange, still holding the record now. That's mm. so what? I just don't believe it, to be honest with you. <laughs> what about that picture? I remember that picture of you getting out bold to Carl Williams. <laughs> and on that note, we'll end it. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> Cheers, boys. All the best. All right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 